the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. It's Wine Women Radio Hour. I'm Marcia Maycumber. We're here today with Misty Rodebush Kane. Hello, Misty. Hi, Marcia. Good to see you. Great to see you as well. And we got Lisa Adams Walter here as well. Hello, Marcia and Misty. Good to see you. Uh, it's exciting to get another show uh, underway and rolling around. It's even more exciting because we all have blue skies right now. Ever so precious to us in wine country these days. So a good thing for us. Um, we have some really exciting guests today for this episode. Joni Hahn and Melissa Lynch from the Boisset Collection and particularly the Boisset Ambassadors Program are here to tell us a little bit about both uh, so that we can learn a lot more and our listeners can learn a lot more about um, the, the portfolio of Boisset, which is pretty large, um, and what the Ambassador Program is like because uh, for a lot of people, who may be juggling um, their at-home stuff because of COVID, um, the at-homeness of the ambassador program might be something that appeals to them. So which one of you wants to kick off uh, and just say hello and introduce Wase overall? <laughs> well, I'm happy to. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa Lynch. I oversee the ambassador program at Wase Collection. Uh, we started the program about eight years ago now, and it's been just a really fun journey of giving people an opportunity to jump into the wine world, whether or not they have experience in wine. So, um, but, you know, being, being part of Boisset Collection in general has been, you know, really an honor for me because, you know, when I met Jean-Charles Boisset um, nine years ago, I was, you know, First of all, so excited to meet such a dynamic, visionary person in the world of wine. I, you know, for those of you that have met Jean-Charles Boisset, you know what I'm talking about. He is one of the most interesting people in the wine world. Uh, but what also intrigued me was the depth of the portfolio of wineries and the historic uh, vineyards that the family has you know, been able to acquire and make wine from over really in a relatively short period of time since the 1960s. Um, so Boisset started in Burgundy, France, and uh, his father really started the company along with his mother, Claudine. So Jean-Claude Boisset and Claudine Boisset started making wine. Uh, they were able to acquire grapes from friends and then started selling wine really in a small scale to friends and family. But as time went on, and one of the things that Jean-Charles likes to talk about is how his mom was really the one who kept in touch with people writing handwritten notes and thanking them for visiting uh, their home, which really was their winery as well, um, which is why he's so you know into this idea of having people, you know, one-on-one -on -one relationships with people who, uh, you know, love the wines. But anyway, they, they were able to grow from this kind of small family business, uh, which is still family owned, 100% family owned. 
but now they are the largest producer in Burgundy, France. They were able to acquire some really um, historic vineyards, which, you know, vineyards in France don't come up for sale very often. They're just, um, you know, they were in the right place at the right time and very smart. And um, now they're the third largest producer of wine in France. Um, and then their foray into the California winemaking uh, world didn't really happen until uh, really in the 80s, um, you know, uh, late, I'm sorry, not even then, um, refresh my memory, Joni, when did they first acquire Deloach Vineyards? I believe that was um, in 2008, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah, because in the 80s, Jean Charles was only 11, and that's when they visited Buena Vista for the first time and fell in love with California winemaking. But it wasn't until 2000 that they really acquired their first California um, winery, and that was Deloach Vineyards, which is very similar to Burgundy. Pinot Noir, Chardonnay producer, um, and that's really what they knew, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And then, you know, then they got into Cabernet when they acquired Raymond Vineyards and then eventually Buena Vista Winery. Um, those are a few of the really iconic wineries here in California that they now own. But, you know, their philosophy about taking care of these historic places and refurbishing them and, you know, they're, they feel like they're caretakers of these places until the next generation or the next owners take, take over. It's really, um, I think of them as almost like historians who really invest a lot into these properties that they've been able to acquire. So um, if you ever have the chance to go over to Burgundy and see some of these places, I mean, one of them is from the 1100s. It's a castle that was built. It's called Bonpas, and it is absolutely stunning. It's in the town of Avignon, um, which is close to Provence, but it is, um, you know, where they built a lot of places for the Pope uh, back at those in those days. I mean, there are just some incredible places, and they take their winemaking as seriously as they do their restoration and um, they have wines that are very reasonably priced all the way up to very expensive collector level wines like rare burgundies if you're into that. So I'm very proud um, to represent and be part of this company because I think they really have such a, a beautiful diverse collection of wineries that all have a unique story and a unique style behind them. And Joan, I don't know if you, there's anything else you wanted to add about Boisse and what what you love about them. Oh, wow. I mean, uh, I've been with Basse almost eight years and there the stories continue to go on and on. And I love that. I was never a storyteller about learning everything that we have. But I think I wanted to talk about a little bit about how I was attracted to Basse. Um, Melissa came from high tech and always wanted to be in wine. Well, I was an at-home mom and I was with a direct sales company and I met this gal on an airplane from my other company. And she was like, oh, by the way, let me tell you about my wine business I just started. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, it's direct sales and wine. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. There's no such thing, right? So I get, I talk with her and she's a doctor and um, she was one of the first eight people that signed up for this. She's like, oh, you got you to check this out. So I, I go home and I tell my husband and he's like, there's no such thing, he, no. And then we looked up the, who Jean-Charles was, you know, on the website. And he's like, 
this doesn't exist. It's just too good to be true. And so all along for weeks, I'm thinking, yeah, this is too good to be true. So I couldn't be happier. But what really attracted me was I had never thought about being in the wine industry, love wine, but it was a good time in my life because my kids were almost on the way you know, the second one was in college, third one was just going to start. And so it was a really good time for me to think about, wow. And the reason I'm in wine country today is because of Boisse and Jean-Charles being the amazing leader that he is. And what really attracted me was that no one else was doing this in uh, the scale that we're doing this. And I felt like, oh, I could be one of the first ones to kind of get into a new industry. And um, with Melissa's, you know, leadership and Jean-Charles leadership, I've really grown as a person. And I feel like I can go up to anyone and talk to them now because I have wine and I have the Bosse collection. So I could go on and on, but I, I think that really attracted me. And I was already doing a little bit of direct to consumer. So I already was familiar. I had a lot of training. I read a lot of books, self-improvement. Um, it was quite shy years ago and I've really learned how to come out of that. Um, but you can't be shy when you're around Jean Charles because he, he is an extrovert, I believe. He needs people around him. And I've really learned um, a lot about networking, a lot about wine, a lot about connecting people. And that's my thing. I love to connect people. It just kind of does something in my soul. Like, yes, those two got together and I love that. So that's what it's done for me as a person. And then the perks for me also is I get to have a team. So I have a very large team of really strong people that are, some are retired, some are um, doing this as a side business, some are doing it full time like me, and we get to have fun. I get to pick my own hours. I work from a house. And um, so it's, it's changed my life and my husband's life because we are loving it up in wine country. So Joni and Melissa, can you give our listeners a little bit more, um, just a quick overview of exactly what the Boise Collection Ambassador Program is? Because um, a lot of us are familiar with JCV, but it'll just help us to have a better understanding. Absolutely. So it's um, it's a direct selling opportunity. So um, anybody can sign up and it's actually only a dollar. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's only a dollar. Well, um, it's just for us to set up your website. Um, everybody that's an ambassador is basically an independent contractor. So think instead of driving Uber, you can represent the wineries or, um, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are direct selling companies where um, ind independent representatives will represent the product. But it's make your own hours, do it the way you want to do it. Um, there's some general things that our ambassadors need to follow because of, again, it's, it's, it's alcohol, it's wine. So um, the reason everybody has a website is because technically the wines are being sold and delivered by Boisset Collection because we're the licensed winery. So our ambassadors are really, if you think about it, you know, marketing agents for the company, they really connect, as Joni said, connect um, consumers to us, but through their own personal networks. So they, they will go out and there's a few things the way they, they do this. And the few ways that they would market the wines is tastings. And they used to be in the home. 
Um, but after COVID, now they're more virtual. And actually that's opened up a whole new, tons of new opportunities with companies that want to connect their customers to do some, you know, fun experiences. Uh, so wine tastings are one. So we know not everyone can come to wine country. So having this um, we have thousands of ambassadors out there. Having them be able to go do the wine tastings in somebody's home is really powerful because, again, especially with the fires and COVID and everything else, it's really hurt our tasting room. So having, having the ability to do that, whether it's virtual or in person, is one way. Um, they can also sell wine online. Um, there's a lot of people who, you know, who see posts and um, you know, they're enthusiasts for the wines and we teach people about wine and food pairing. And so we do a lot of virtual events. JCB lives are really fun. Sean Charles has been doing three times a week, uh, happy hours. So people can engage with us online that way, but then they can buy through their ambassadors website. Um, and the ambassadors are in commissions. They are in very generous commissions up to 35%. Um, it depends on the level of sales that they do on a monthly basis. But basically, if you think about it, it's a little bit like the wholesale model, but instead of selling through distributors, we're selling direct to the consumer, but by the ambassador introducing consumers to us. And we track all those sales by anything that goes through their individual website. Uh, we handle all of that. So it's a very technical, uh, I like to call it a personal concierge powered by technology because really when you think about it, these people are running virtual businesses and so they need that storefront and they need a way to let people go shopping and you know have the wine conveniently delivered from the wineries. And um, you know, it's just a, it, that's kind of how the model works. It's a commission-based model. And so you get rewarded for the more you sell. And um, it's a win-win for the wineries because you basically have a, um, a sales force, you know, that doesn't have a ton of overhead behind it, except all the technology that we have had to develop to support all the ambassadors. But it's, it was perfect we knew that the direct-to-consumer business was the wave of the future years ago and started this eight years ago, but then with COVID and everything else, it's just accelerated it. Yeah, and I want to mention too, um, the virtual tastings have, we were already doing those before COVID. So we had already gotten a great base of how to do these and the corporate, um, sales, a lot of companies, they have uh, budgets for entertaining and they're not able to use these. So we're really helping corporate um, companies uh, do, do events virtually. That's great. And you mentioned bringing this like hospitality, this like keen sense of like hospitality to the business. And, you know, I love that John Charles has incorporated that. And then he's also, you talked a lot about Melissa, about Burgundy and about how he's renovated um, these historic winery places. I am fascinated and I love that he, that John Charles and the Boisset collection has brought that same charge to Napa and Sonoma with the restoration of the Buena Vista winery that I know that was a hugely capital intensive project. Um, so it's amazing to see that legacy carry over into New World Wine and Sonoma and Napa. 
And for our listeners that are sort of tuning in um, in wine in, in the wine industry, what tips would you give them? Just some simple things that they can bring to their everyday business to bring some of that Wasse collection, high level of hospitality to what they do. Well, Joni can probably answer that, you know, give her opinion as well. But, you know, when I try to encapsulate what Boise stands for, it definitely is an experiential company. Um, it's about connecting people and making people feel like they're having an incredible time um, and transporting them from their everyday lives. So I would just say, you know, Jean Charles never talks the mechanics of wine. He doesn't talk he, the way he talks about wine is very emotional and he wants people to express, you know, what, what emotions does this wine evoke or um, he'll always get a conversation going about wine that has nothing to do with if it was barrel fermented or, you know, the, the technical things that maybe a winemaker would be more interested in. Um, you know, so that has been something that I think has really taught a lot of us how do we become storytellers in our, you know, as we're describing the wines, we do share the stories like I shared about the history of this wine or what makes this winery very unique um, in the Boisset collection. But I do think that connecting people to the history, the stories um, makes a greater impact and really, you know, then it becomes a living thing. You know, wine is, is a living thing that it took a lot of effort to make that bottle of wine and appreciating it like a piece of art. That's how Jean Charles always, you know, talks about it. So um, anyway, so those are some of the things that I would recommend. Joni, any thoughts? Oh, definitely. Yes. Um, I was thinking immediately about relationships. So it's great to go in a tasting room or go to a Safeway and look at all the wines and pick, but when you have a relationship with your wine society members. So I, as an ambassador, I have my own wine club members, which I love and I have collectors and, you know, that are higher level. So I have conversations with them and I know they're having, you know, a 50th birthday party or they're celebrating going on vacation to Lake Tahoe and they need wine. So I have a relationship with them and that is the power of this model and the power of me being able to help them. And it, I think it drives John Charles crazy when you go, you know, you go to Safeway and there's 2000 wines and, and we all love different wineries, but the thing is there's no one there to tell the story. And um, Misty, when you mentioned Buena Vista, I get the chills. I'm getting them now because when Jean Charles went there when he was 11, he went with his grandparents to learn California history by going to the missions. And the last stop was Buena Vista. And he looked at his sister and he said, wouldn't it be fun to come back to California and make wine someday? And you know what? I'm going to buy this winery someday. That to me, when he tells that story, I just think it's amazing. And the, if you if you go places, people want to know where you know how did that wine get started? Like, what is in this? And they know they love the wines, but the story is really important. And I get to relay those stories as an ambassador. Fun. What was it like, Joni, when you first began as an ambassador? I've, I so I was just wondering if you could help our listeners. You know, perhaps somebody is considering signing up, what, what's it like coming on board and holding your first event 
with people, you know. So maybe if if you recall way back those eight years, oh yeah, some of your your experiences were like that. That might be helpful. Yeah, it's super fun. I mean, I had six girlfriends at my first tasting. Melissa came presented because this was really early on, and then it just snowballed from there. Um, but coming on board, you get training. So if someone comes on to my team, for example, I get them, you know, connected on our their own website, we order their business cards, they buy one of the wine kits, or they join just e-commerce $1, as Melissa mentioned, and there's lots of training. We have a sommelier, Marnie Old, that trains us all the time. She's um, very well known, and especially for French wines as well. And we have a weekly ambassador call that every Tuesday, every Tuesday, you know, updates on wine and the industry. We have all of the JCB lives. He's interviewing people like he even, he interviews winemakers and people in the wine industry, but he even interviewed, I was laughing, um, the guy that takes care of his rattlesnakes and moves them off his property. Like he, it's crazy, but there are so many new things that we're doing and we're, we're always at the forefront of technology, which is the future of wine. We're selling, what are we at? 40% Melissa in our, in our sales over last year. I mean, we're selling so much wine now. So you get tons of training and you get a person like me helping get that person going. And if they want to focus just on corporate they can do that. If they just want to do our custom label wine, that's fine. Or if they want to do virtual tastings or in-person, I train them on that. So tons of support. Fun. Well, so one of the things that came to mind as a follow-up to that was you talked earlier about the vast majority of choices out there at Safeway and so forth. Um, but I don't think you're going to find any Boisse on the grocery store shelves. Right. Right. I find a few of our, we do produce wines for wholesale and for distribution, but the wines that we focus on as part of the ambassador program are primarily tasting room only wines or wines that are made in smaller quantities. There might be a couple of overlap there. We have a few wines like the JCB bubbles. I know some of you are familiar with the 21 and the 69. They're huge sellers for us. And you can find them in some retail out stores. It's very, you know, it depends where you are around the country. But our ambassadors love selling those bubbles too because they're very reasonably priced at like $25 or $28 for the 69 and um, a great value. Burgundy bubbles is the secret of great bubbles at a very reasonable cost. That's my tip for everybody. Um, I've become such a fan myself of, of Burgundy Cremants. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, but you're right. There are some out there in the stores, Marsha, um, but they're usually produced like they're, uh, <clears throat> you know, not necessarily the higher ones. And you will find the higher level wines in specialty wine stores and restaurants. And the one thing I did want to share is with COVID, you know, we had three channels of business. We had our wholesale division, which... Um, is huge. It's still, I would say, over half of Boise's revenue, and that is selling to restaurants and grocery stores. And of that wholesale business, 50% of it was to restaurants, which is, as we know, devastating. No way. 
Um, so our wholesale business took a very big hit. Um, you know, so then everyone kind of ran to the grocery stores to sell their wines, all the wineries. And, you know, it was very competitive. So even to get a Costco or a Trader Joe's or a Safeway to carry your wines, um, you know, that's where everybody was trying to find an outlet for their wines. And luckily people are drinking a lot of wine right now. So they are buying a lot, but it became, there was a lot of price pressure. People, you know, the stores want pennies on the dollar deals. And then you have your tasting rooms, which is another channel that's direct to consumer, but the tasting rooms have been hit very hard with COVID and then the fires. And then the third, you know, for us, which is our other unique channel, which is our ambassador program, that has seen tremendous growth because of the fact that we are a virtual business. We can sell wine, um, you know, online and virtual, do virtual tastings and things like that. Um, luckily, some of our wholesale business is starting to recover, but it is, I think, very prudent for all wineries to be focusing on their direct consumer business. You know, I think we all know that, um, but, you know, how can you be creative? And I think virtual tastings has really helped a lot of wineries figure out, you know, how do they reach people that they've never reached before? Because you always have your loyal followers, but where do you find the new customers? That's the real challenge. And that's why having ambassadors who have their own personal networks of people that they can introduce to Boise is so helpful because it is very expensive to do Facebook marketing and Google, you know, and uh, social media, which is very powerful, um, but it, it's expensive and not all wineries have those resources. So whatever creative way you can get out there to the public is, you know, I highly recommend. I think it's really important that everybody is doing virtual and a regular basis. One of the things that we've been told by a lot of social media experts is a lot of people do it for a short time and then they stop doing it or, you know, it's all about consistency and really continuing to do it. And I tell the ambassadors that as well. Don't worry if like you don't on your first virtual tasting keep doing them because you will, and they'll lead to like other great things. So um, just like anything, you've got to keep plugging along, keep doing it. And eventually you'll get a great return from those efforts. Nice. I have a question. I have a question for um, Joni. You had mentioned connecting people is kind of what really fires you up and kind of fills your heart. So what have the challenges and opportunities been for you with social distancing and um, I mean I realize that there are a lot of virtual tastings that we've been discussing but how have you been able to go find new people is it well happened? I am very involved in a lot of networking groups and we are now most of the time on zoom um, some of my groups were, were going out in small groups to meet in person but those people are my connectors that they know what I do and they are the ones that are helping me so I'm getting referrals from people out that I know right um, but I use a lot of social media too so I I don't inundate but I social media has definitely changed my business because that's that's where it's at and 
you know, I'm not of that age where I grew up with computers. So, you know, I'm still needing help with that, but it's definitely, um, I would say my network is helping me get the connections and social media as well. And I just want to say one story that is pretty impressive. One of our ambassadors just closed a $150,000 corporate sale. Nice. Holy cow. Yeah. Awesome. With, with a company that she reached out to through LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is also becoming a really important way to connect to people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's different than other social media because it's more business focused. So especially for those ambassadors, a lot of our ambassadors are looking for corporate opportunities because again, between virtual tastings, I mean, we've been doing a lot of virtual tastings for tech companies and financial services companies who are looking for creative ways to connect their clients. Um, and some of us have, I always say, start with your warm leads, start with people you know that might be in those industries already um, but we have had some success with people directly reaching out in through link places like LinkedIn and just saying, Hey, by the way, I don't know if you, you know, and it's usually somebody like head of sales or head of marketing or head of, um, HR employee perks. I mean, think of all the parties that got canceled this year. Companies have a lot of budget right now, not in every industry, but in some industries, they have a lot of budget because they have not, they don't take their clients to dinner anymore or they're not doing holiday parties. So um, we're trying to teach our ambassadors, how do you, you know, how do you reach out? What do you say? Um, but we're again, getting a lot of success with the idea of a wine tasting at their next convention, you know, because you've got to throw in some fun stuff in there. You can't just do business all day long. So it's been, it's been really interesting to see, um, oh, and fundraisers, oh my gosh, fundraisers are looking for ways to do their fundraising online. And again, they usually have some form of entertainment or some engaging way. So, um, you know, whether they're, we're seeing all different kinds of business models with that too, um, with helping, um, I know we did one recently for the San Francisco Ballet and, um, so I think this is a permanent thing. This is not going to go away when COVID is over. We're reaching people all over the country now. You used to not be able to reach people, you know, except kind of in your own community. But now it's like, oh my gosh, the world has opened up and our ambassadors don't have to pack up all their wine and travel to a house. They can actually do it online and we can ship all the wine out to everybody. Um, yeah, so anyway, I mean, I'm just giving you some examples, but I find, I, I'm just super excited about seeing all these ways we can help these organizations do things, you know, and re-engage with their clients. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. I think it's some great feedback for, you know, the entire industry. You know, we're really reinventing ourselves. I mean, Boise sort of leading the way because you've, you know, been at it for eight years now, but it's... Um, it's fascinating. And those of us in the industry, you know, that have been hosting these virtual tastings or virtual meetups on social media, you know, it's to a whole nother level now. And it's, it's great. We're, you know, touching a whole new group of consumers and hopefully everyone's um, acquiring some new ones as well while they're at this. Uh, 
Joni, I wanted to follow up on some of the things that um, Melissa was mentioning about ambassadors, and I thought um, it, you or Melissa can tackle this, but one of the things that most consumers know as just kind of a general statement of if you want to get started in the wine business, you need a giant fortune to do so. Um, and this is something that's kind of unique about the ambassador program is it's a way to get in and you don't have to have a giant fortune <laughs> to get started in the wine business. Yeah. Um, and I, I noted there's, there's a number of different packages that people can start with. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, ways people get started and, and perhaps how you felt when you looked at the different options to jump in? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great question. So it is pretty easy to, you know, look at our different kits, we call them business kits. And Melissa mentioned we since COVID started, we have a business kit that's $1. So if somebody just wants to do all online e commerce, that's great. They just don't get any marketing tools or glasses. And then we have different levels, we have three other kits that they can buy the top kit being um, for the, you know, aspiring sommelier, where you're going to get, you know, a roller bag, you know, you're going to get the glasses, you're going to get wine, marketing collateral. And so we really provide everything you need. And then everything else is on your website. So each person gets their own replicated website. And so all of the training, all of the forms, everything is on there. And we help the new person get started by training on that back office, what we call um, mm -hmm. our seller suite. So it's pretty easy. You know, people kind of figure out, well, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, sell gifts for the holiday season. Okay, well then there's a gift gallery that we have just come out with and they can take it to the person or email the PDF to the company if they're ordering or for if they're gonna order for family and friends. So there's a number of ways that you can use all of this, but it's all available to you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and create any marketing collateral. That's what I love. And I love the collateral because it's it's first class luxury. As you can see, you know, from our, you know, brochures and our marketing, everything is just phenomenal. Oh. So it's pretty, pretty easy to get started. That's fabulous. That's a great way to do it. Um, on following up with that, I know that some of the options that folks have besides just straight out wine purchases is the different clubs that you have. Boisset offers everything from bubbles to Cabernet um, with a real wide range. And so I'm sure that, um, you know, the, the ideal scenario is to get people signed up for clubs where you've got repeat purchases going on monthly or quarterly or semi-annual basis. Um, can you talk a little bit about what the different types of clubs are that are available through the ambassadors to their customers? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, we have different clubs based on what the people's interests are. If they're, you know, wanting to get started in our collection, um, we have clubs that are quarterly. And what's nice about ours is that it's all of our wineries together. It's not just one winery, which um, is fine for other, you know, companies, but we have such a broad portfolio. And they get at least three bottles. And if they go to six and 12 bottles, they get a discount on shipping or free shipping, depending on what they want. And then we have a collector's level, which um, I'm a part of as well. I enjoy that. So basically, I'm buying wine at a higher level. I get to be invited to special events with Jean Charles, private tastings. And I basically get treated really, really nice when I go to the tasting rooms. They're like, oh, you're a collector. And I bring my customers and potential customers with me to events so that they can see, yes, oh, Joni gets all these, you know, perks by being a collector. So that's another level, um, which is a little bit higher level, but I love that. And then we're coming out with a new club, super excited about called Joie de Vie. And it's basically a club for, it could be for someone, um, that maybe doesn't want to do the higher levels. And it's I kind of kind of like an entry level. What I love about it is you're going to get one red, one white, and you're going to get a surprise wine. And it's going to be $49 a month, which is great because I've got like three 20 somethings in my family. They're going to get the, I'm going to sign them up for those. And um, the, the entry level one, the introductory offer is $39. So we now have a wait list. So when that club is ready to roll out in a few days, it'll be $39. And then if you're interested in getting on the invite list for this Joie de Vie club, you can contact um, either melissa.lynch at bosse.com or Joni V. Hahn and it's H-A-H-N at boisset.com. And we can get you on the invite list for that. And I'm really excited because I love the idea of a surprise wine and some of them will be French. So I'm excited about that. Nice. And and the the other thing I was just gonna add about yeah. it is that we are thinking, you know, again, with, with the world moving so, you know, uh, virtually, that it, you know, we want really want to make it a social club online. And so we're going to have online socials and mixers and wine education classes, you know, to not just get wine in a box, but a way to really, and not just us talking at you, but creating an online, um, you know, private Facebook group that all the members can talk to one another uh, a, you know, a social, like we said, hopefully actually, you know how Sean Charles is such a connector at his parties and events. How do we do that online? So people actually, because sometimes on his Facebook lives, I see people talking more to each other <laughs> saying, hey, so-and-so, how are you? So there's a real need to create this kind of social, um, gathering place. And so, We'll let you know how that goes, but you know we're really excited to kind of create this next generation that really can appeal to younger people that are just getting into wine, and um, you know just like I said, people who may not be far away and can't visit us at the winery. So, um, so that was another reason we're excited about launching it is that it's really going to have this whole social component to it that um, we hope will create um, some new relationships. Great. You know, one of the things that is so 
um, attractive, I think, about um, the Boisse organization and participating in this is um, Jean Charles um, three times a week, his Facebook lives, and he's often doing them in different winery locations. I mean, and sometimes he's doing them in his house, in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so you kind of, you, you get to live vicariously through, you know, Zoom or the Facebook Live um, to see what it's like. Uh, and there's a lot you can pick up. So I know he's been doing, um, you know, cocktail mixing because uh, we didn't even talk about the options there. There's the spirits that Boisse yeah. produces. So if you're into um, fine spirits, that's another aspect of Boisse that's available to you, not just wines, um, which is pretty cool. And a lot of places don't have a huge selection of different types of wines. We, we talked about the, the range from bubbles to Cabernet, but I... I'm trying to think how many different wines are available to um, Boisse ambassadors and to their customers, but it's got to be like hundreds at this point between all of the different wineries and the spirits. Because, um, you know, uh, Buena Vista, I know, makes, I don't know, 30 or more themselves. Um, That's right. Well, the ambassadors offer about 100 to 120 different wines at any given month because our wine, because of the limited nature of some of the wines, you know, they we, we produce a monthly wine list that, mm -hmm. um, and their websites reflect those wines that are available. Um, but like, for instance, we just launched, and this is kind of a little bit of a diverting topic, but um, we produced a wine called Unity, which is um, to support people of color in the wine industry and really doing something about this. Because this is, you know, our ambassadors, we have a couple of ambassadors, 70% are women, which is awesome. But also um, 15 to 20% are African-American. And we have just seen a huge growth in that, um, demographic and um, you know they've they've kind of been very vocal about how challenging it is in the wine industry to um, even when they travel to go to tasting rooms or whatever you know sometimes treated differently. So Boisset decided to make a, a, a very big stance on um, changing the dynamics of the wine industry and I know the wine industry does want to change. So um, you know, the, the thing we could do the quickest was create this wine called Unity, which is a Napa Valley cab. We produced 112 cases of it and 100% of the proceeds went to wineunify.org, which is supporting scholarships for people of color to get in the wine industry and the Association of African-American Vintners. So we split the proceeds between those two organizations and it sold out in a month. So now I was just on a call with Jean Charles before our interview today and we were saying, what are we going to do next? So we are going to make it a permanent addition, um, starting with a new bottling and um, maybe change the, you know, uh, pricing or donation amount so that we can afford to keep doing it for a long period of time. 
But um, I love that he is very uh, focused on, you know, raising money for specific charities, but coming out with special edition wines like that, that really um, can make an impact. And we want to do more of that next year. We want to have maybe some charitable wines that really contribute to the planet. And I know we're doing a big fundraiser this month, as many wineries are for breast cancer awareness. So we're donating $2 a bottle to, of every rosé that we sell throughout the company to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So I think this whole idea of giving back as well, even though it's been tough for the wineries, you know, with lost revenue and everything else, still having that um, focus on give back is, is really important. But yes, we produce hundreds and hundreds of wines and we don't want to overwhelm the ambassadors to the point of, oh my gosh, I've got to learn all of these wines. So, um, <laughs> you know, honestly, there's the top sellers that a lot of them do focus on, but it's nice when you have a good portfolio, because when you start to build a customer base, you know, they're going to want more um, options, you know, and um, anyway, so I wanted to make sure to bring up the uh, the Unity Wine, just because it's such a relevant topic to today. And we're dealing with so many issues with in our society that we want to try to make an impact around. Right. Makes complete sense. Uh, and in fact, Melissa, thank you. You reminded me, I did not want to fail to mention uh, that Boisset Collection is a major sponsor of Wine Women the nonprofit organization. Um, I want to thank you guys uh, because the Boisset Collection has sponsored uh, Wine Women in some form since its inception four years ago uh, and been a major sponsor of the organization and its events all that time. And I do remember that um, when we were forming Wine Women as a nonprofit, um, Jean-Charles could not have been more supportive, more excited, um, and, and open, you know, pretty much saying whatever it is will be there, um, and provided many wonderful events that you've put on for wine women over the years. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I know that he loves this organization and so do I, and a number of our ambassadors are members and it's just been a really great, um, relationship partnership, if you will. And I hope we get to do live events again soon. Those are <laughs> it would be great. Although I don't think any of us know when we're doing <laughs> major live events on site again. And <laughs> nope, we don't. So we can keep them virtual for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, let's see, Lisa, did you have any other, um, closing questions for the ladies? Well, you know what I thought might be kind of fun? Do you, um, I mean, you had the success story that you shared, Melissa, with one of your ambassadors, but I thought that maybe, you know, each of you might have some really touching stories just based on interactions with some of your, I don't know if you call them customers or members or, or what you call the people, you know, that, that you work with, but I'm, you know, you had mentioned, Joni, like helping people get ready for Tahoe or, you know, they have a birthday coming up. You really, you're building these relationships. Did you have anything really touching to share, whether it was in person or something that happened online. Um, I think as far as just being a part of people's lives, like 
celebrating their birthdays with them and me being honored to be asked to come and do the tasting, um, especially during COVID, because I'm just now getting out just a little bit, you know, and then everyone's really careful at the tastings. And so um, I think just being a part of the life, but what I wanted to kind of mention too is being an ambassador and having Jean-Charles share his life with us is really amazing. And then I in turn get to invite people to be a part of his world. He opens up his home in Napa in San Francisco and you get to go and experience his life. He's like, here, this is what I have, but I wanna share it with people. And that to me is the coolest thing. Like he doesn't even do any of that. He could just be in his house and not talk to anyone and do his business, but no, he wants to share. And that in turn allows me to share his life with people. And then they are like, wow, I get to be a part of this, you know? So I think that's the main thing for me being a part of, being a part of Jean-Charles world was something I never, ever imagined. And then I get to share it with others as well. So for me, that's well, his, his energy is, is certainly contagious and it's, it never ends. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I know. I mean, he's always crazy. up and on and positive, and we should all be more like that. <laughs> That's right. It's very hard to can be with that. Um, I you know the only thing I would I would say is that I think what's really been um, heartwarming for me is to see a lot of husbands and wives or couples that are able to work the business together spend time together, do this as a passion thing together. Um, as Joni said, she got to her and uh, her husband, George, um, and they do tastings together and things like that, but they moved their whole life. Uh, not that people have to relocate to wine country at all. That's not required, but that was a, that became kind of their passion after they started coming up and visiting the wineries, they decided, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be fun to live there? Um, but I've had other people tell me amazing stories about, um, I know one of the recent uh, success stories that we had was a, a woman who owned a restaurant in um, Pennsylvania and, and they've been really hit hard with COVID. And she said, I was able to really pivot my life. I got to, you know, since the restaurant was closed, I started contacting my customers and started doing virtual tastings and delivery of food and um, you know, just being able to help people through this time in different ways, whether that you're the customer that gets to receive a great experience or the people that have been really hit hard um, with not having an income stream. Um, like I said, that that to me is is so rewarding. And I just like it. We've attracted people that never used to think about doing this, you know, sommeliers, people in the trade, Um you know, so, so for sure it's, um, you know, I, I hope that we're all understanding that it's nice to have a safety net or it's nice to have a little bit of a, another side career or side business, whatever that might be. Um, because this has all taught us a lot about, you know, is there real job security out there? And, um, you know, I've, I've just heard so many great stories from people and I'm excited about that. And of course, people are enjoying the wine a lot. 
<laughs> drinking yeah. a lot of great wine. <laughs> yeah, people are cooking now at home so much more. So that we're selling so much wine because they're at home. And they're like, okay, and happy hour starting earlier and earlier. So we're not complaining. <laughs> um, so, you know, and that reminded me of one of the other fun benefits of being a Boise ambassador um, that's been a, it's been a little bit on hold due to COVID, but um, those who are top sellers um, get some pretty fantastic trips to Burgundy um, as a reward. Um, Joni, Joni, have you done any of those? I have, and it's like a trip of a lifetime. And a lot of people say, oh yeah, I want an incentive trip with my company. And I'm like, wait, this is different. Like you get to to go with Jean Charles himself to where he grew up, his home, you meet his parents and his sister who runs the French operations. You're at dinner with them in the um, Hospice de Bon. I mean, you're in these fabulous places and you're just pinching yourself the whole time. And he stays with us. He doesn't just show up for a dinner. He's with us the entire time asking us, you know, what can I do? You know, how can I improve this part of the business? Like he's talking to us, like we're his, you know, best friends. And, but yeah, it's a trip of a lifetime. And um, although our trip in April um, was, is postponed due to COVID, it's gonna be rescheduled at some point. So that'll, that'll be amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah, those are, a trip of a lifetime and the next one is for monaco monte carlo so that yeah wow so hopefully that will happen soon yes Ooh. i know we're keeping our fingers crossed we're going to be able to travel in 2021 <laughs> Ooh. well yeah, and you know what marcia i wanted to mention melissa and i were talking about a lot of people say, well, you know, you guys have had fires, all the COVID, how can we help wineries? Well, the main thing is, is direct to consumer. So go to the wineries and buy direct to the consumer, because that way we're promote. we're all in this together, promoting this. It'll, it really does help. And so, you know, we all want to pick up a bottle of wine at the store and stuff, which is fine. But if you can go to your local wineries and order Napa, Sonoma, Oregon, wherever, that will really help. Yeah. Because more of the profits stay with the winery. So it's, it's a really nice gesture. Absolutely true. Uh, where, before we close out, where do you want people to reach out to you if they have questions? Um, and we want to put your contact information in the show notes on the web. Uh, where do you want to tell people to go for that? Joni? Um, sure. Well, my website is my dot. Boisse, and it, for those of you that don't know, it's spelled B-O-I-S-S-E-T, collection.com slash Joni, J-O-A-N-I-E. And that is my website, and my email is J-O-A-N-I-E-V-H-A-H-N at gmail.com. But I'm also very active on Instagram, Joni for Boisse, and on Facebook, Boisset Collection Wine Ambassador Joni Hahn. You go. Really easy to do. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Well, Joni Hahn, Melissa Lynch, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Any, any last thing you want to leave with our listeners before we go? 
Just that it was an honor to be on your show. Thank you guys so much, Lisa, Marsha, Misty. It was great meeting and talking to all of you. We haven't seen each other for a while. So we're, um, you know, wishing you all well and stay safe. And hopefully we'll see each other in person soon. You bet. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks, Joni. Thank okay. you, Lisa, for being with us today. Thank you. And Misty already had to dash off to another meeting. So a, a remote thank you to her. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate your time. Hope you learned something, enjoyed something, and are ready to pop your own uh, bottle of JCB 21 or 69 or another Boisset wine um, and, and have a, a lovely evening. So thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Sante. Bonte.